Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Here we go. We start with uh, GMAC, who was at the Avs game last night, writing a column that says the Avalanche are missing the motivation necessary to repeat. And Jared Bednar, after the game, said, quote, we got to want it. We have to want it more than we want it right now. And this was just a couple days after he talked about the difficulty of repeating that he spoke of how daunting a mountain it was to climb once all the celebration is done. As a comparison, it's hard to imagine climbing Mount Everest, celebrating that accomplishment for three months, only to find yourself landing at Kathmandu with your Sherpa saying, all right, let's do this again. It's And that's why I push back on DMAC and others who were saying, well, that win over the Sharks the other night was a, a confidence builder. No, 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 no. Mm. Go back and look at my uh, Mile High Hockey podcast for the week. I spoke at length about this. The Avs issue right now is not confidence. They don't have a confidence problem. They do have a motivation problem. Totally get it. Totally understand it. Totally believe Jared Bednar. Hey, here was uh, Nathan McKinnon uh, after the game last night. And you can hear it in his voice. Uh, not many lessons. Just, just so many games. We play it four times a week. So games are going to happen, you know. Played a great game against San Jose. Then uh, made some errors tonight. Um, you know, just makes them less than I guess. So it's a motivation problem. The Avs clearly don't have the same right, motivation so then, night to night. So, so then, how much of a red flag is right. that? So how much is it a red flag toward Bednar? Is it a red flag towards Bednar? Is it a red flag towards, towards the, the team players? leaders? Yeah. It, is it a red flag to you that they don't have the motivation every night right now? Okay, so is it a red flag? Yes, it is a red flag. Is it is it such a red flag that you can't overcome it? Is it a fatal red right. flag? Yeah. No, is it the scarlet letter? No. There's, you know, there are excuses and then there are reasons. This one falls as a reason. But... Eventually, you know what you you got to be able to do. Eventually, you got to be able to set your jaw, say, "Okay, boys, now's the time." And when is that? Remember, the end of last year, they lost like six of the last seven going into the playoffs. They were they were, but playing. they had been an extremely locked in team right up until that right that point. Exactly right. So now it's almost the it's almost the flip the script. At some point, you got to get locked in. Can you, unlike last year where you were completely locked in and then you said, okay, let's take an ease into the playoffs before we get locked back in, is this almost the opposite? Where at some time before the playoffs, you better get locked in and get yourself 
you know, you're like I said, set your jaw for the playoffs. Yeah, every season has its own story, kind of its own life cycle, if you will. And you know, I, I again, it's different than it was last year, but there's some things that they, you know, have to they have to look at themselves critically at, and they've got to fix those things. Yeah, but people who understand. First of all, how long a hockey season is. Sure. Secondly, understand just how difficult it is to repeat in any sport. We saw this coming. Many of us. I, I was sitting at the Avalanche Roundtable prior to the season and said, yeah, you know, the Avalanche could finish, you know, sixth in the West and wouldn't bother me. And people are freaked out. What do you mean they're going to finish sixth? They're going to finish first. They're going to finish second overall. What do you mean sixth? Well, what? here they are. They're they're basically sixth right now in the yeah. conference. They're exactly yeah. where I thought they would be. And we all, we all, everybody, everybody to a person said, hey, look, it could be an up and down regular season at times. Mm-hmm. It might not be as dominant looking and as smooth as it was this past year. But you know what? Once the playoffs start, they'll be ready to go. So now that we're having games like this, now we're like, oh, what's wrong with the ass? Wait a minute, you were all fine. You all signed up for this at the beginning of the season, understanding it wasn't going to be a joy ride. And so this is what a bumpy ride looks like. Dude, Games like Mike, last night. But do you still believe yeah. that? And that ultimately is all that matters. Do you still believe that once the playoffs start, this team will have the motivation? Let That's me, all it comes yeah, down let, to. Well, let me ask you this. Do you believe that they can wait the kind of quote-unquote flip the proverbial switch right before the playoffs? Or do you think they need to do it a couple games before? You know, you talked about Kevin Durant. Yeah. Hey, man, you just can't come in the playoffs, you know, being out all this time and have that chemistry. Do you believe that the Avs, because this year different than last, need to flip the switch before the playoffs start? Here's where I'll, fi- I'll try to find some common ground with the panic button pushers out there. Right. If they lose six out of the last seven and this season... That's a different story. That's a different story than it was losing yeah, I, six out of their last seven last year. I think that's fair. By the way, you have a great story I want you to tell again about your two-time back-to-back champions here in okay. Denver that I think relates to this story we just got done uh, talking about. But more at denversports.com. Where will the Broncos and Russell Wilson be a year from now? Andrew Mason writes about that at denversports.com. Where do you think they are? One year from now. One year from now. First of all, what kind of season was it? Mm Mm-hmm. And is Russell Wilson still your quarterback? Um, one year from now. I'm going to assume that they are fighting to be a between a seven and nine win team. Is there nine, nine and eight, seven and ten, somewhere in there? Is there a number? Now, this is assuming Russ plays fifteen to seventeen games. okay? Okay. How many wins did they have to have to continue on with Russ? Okay, that, again, you're going to have to be in that middling area, that eight win, nine win, and he's going to have to have played well. Because I think one of the things that that we're starting to see is something that you and I have been on for a very long time, where the chicken little Marilads of the world and everybody else were like, 
No, this team is stacked. They've got Cortland, and they've got Jerry Judy, and they've got K.J. Ambler, and they've got talent, and they've got Dalton Reisner's going to be a 10-time Pro Bowler, and they've got this, and they've got that. And you and I were like, pump your brakes. This roster is not as good as you think it is. On and on and on. Have we not been the... Like, as much as, as DMAC makes fun of us for never being, you know, for being optimistic... Have we not been the ones that have said this roster is not nearly as good as you think it is? Now they're trying to trade Cortland Sutton? So I think that that Russ Wilson could play pretty good football and they still win eight or nine games. And if that's the case, then you're on the right track. But I think one thing that has been I think one thing that that has come to the the light this season is there are more holes on this roster than than anybody wants to admit. Even with everybody coming back healthy? Like who? Javante Williams, Tim Patrick, Garrett Bowles. Um, well, let's just start right there. Okay. Garrett Bowles. Is, what is Garrett Bowles? I'd say Garrett Bowles is a above-average left tackle. Okay, above-average. Meaning... But he's not... Top 15 left tackles. In yeah, the- but he's not a top five. No. Okay. I mean, yeah, he was second team all pro in a year where there was no crowd noise and da 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 What is, what is Javante Williams come back? I mean, come back off of ACL. I, I don't know what he is. What is any of our receiving core? I mean, we saw all of a sudden, put in a different position, we saw a guy in Jerry Judy take what looked to be the next step. Can he continue that progression? We've also seen Jerry Judy miss five or six games a year the last two years. Have we not? I'm just, and and like I've told you, I don't need good athletes. I need good football players. He still has to prove that he can be a nice, like not only he's a great athlete, he's got to prove that he can be a great football player and he can do the dirty things. K.J. Hamler, I mean, I know everybody talks about K.J. Hamler in the slot, running fast. That dude is never available. Ever. Tim Patrick coming back I think is great because I think that dude's got some, like some good dog in him. Like I think he's a dog. You tell me what this offensive line looks. Who's going to play right tackle for you? You sold on your center guard center. I'm not. So when it comes to, uh, let me come back to the Russ okay. question. So you're saying that it, it simply will not come down to reaching certain number plateaus, meaning eight, nine wins, ten wins. Right. It won't matter. It won't mean, hey, he's got to throw for at least 4,000 yards. He's got to throw for at least 25 no. touchdowns. You're saying the eye test will tell you. I test with, hey man, how efficient is he? How quick does he get rid of the ball? How many times does he continue to take sacks? Does he fix that issue? But if he and does then, those things, though, shouldn't that translate to getting you to a win total that we should expect? That'll tr- no, that'll translate to getting you to eight or nine wins. You got, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have like Jerry Judy's gonna have to be not only a top notch, top flight wide receiver, but you're gonna have to do the. You're going to have to do the dirty work to get other people open, too. You're going to have to be able, willing to do those things. All right, how about this? How about this, then? Okay. How about this for a compromise? All right. 
if Russell Wilson a year from now, we are convinced, is still the quarterback to be the quarterback for the next few years at yeah. least moving forward, okay. then if he makes the improvements necessary, that gets you to eight or nine wins. But if that's as far as you get, then it'll be more about where this roster's at or not at. That That's why you didn't get to nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I think I think that's fair. Because if, if Russ is, is able to make yeah, let me the ask. improvements that he needs to make, then just simply by being a much better quarterback and because of the importance of the quarterback position, because I don't suspect that this defense is going to fall off the cliff, right. you put that combination together, that that okay. better get you to yeah. eight or nine wins. Let me, let me just tell you this. There was nothing wrong, as a matter of fact, he was a much better athlete at the time, with Drew Brees' quarterbacking skills when they went 7-9, 7-9, 7-9. He was still an elite-level quarterback. They only won seven games a year. Why? Because they were in salary cap purgatory, and they had a they had to revamp their entire roster. Then all of a sudden, you get Ramchek, you get Armstead to bookend your tackles. You get yourself a Camara, you get yourself a Michael Thomas. You know, you get yourself some some big time players. You get yourself a defense that you get. Demario Davis, and you get yourself, you know, a bunch of different Trey Hendricksons and David Anyamatas, and you get yourself a uh, Roby. Uh, not Roby was there, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking about the guy that played nickel that ended up going to Philadelphia, who was great. He had Malcolm Jenkins, and and uh, you know, you then all of a sudden, guess what? Now you're winning 12 games a year again. Did your quarterback all of a sudden get better? No. The roster around him got better. Andrew Mason again, writing about the free agent cornerback market. So, you got Pat Sertan. Don't worry about him. If only he could play wide receiver, though. Uh, But, so, where where, where do you feel about the rest of the corners? Like, do they have a clear-cut number two? Um... That, Darby, they could they, bring back. I don't think they'll bring back Ronald Darby. They had a, a couple. What did you years. think of Damari Mathis last year? Rough start. Continue to battle. Continue, uh, continue to compete. Right. I thought. I thought they had some good young corners. Like the biggest thing to me with their young corners is guys made mistakes, but guys battled their butts off and were never. They never were afraid. Like to be a corner man, you can't be afraid to get burnt. You can't play, like, you cannot play, you can't play passive. You know what I mean? Okay, so and, you like some of these young guys, they might have some potential, but you don't have any real proven veterans back there. So, free agency. Any of these names jump out at you as, yeah, go after this guy for a corner opposite okay. uh, Pastor Tan, Patrick Peterson? Um, I like Pat Peterson a lot, and I think he's a great mentor guy. Um, keep going. Shaquille Griffin. Um, keep going. Bradley Roby. I think he was hurt some last year, but yeah, keep going. PJ Williams. Again, another New Orleans Saint. Yeah, PJ played pretty decent. Antonio Hamilton, Arizona. Hmm. 
The VJ would know him really well. Go on. How about a Chris Harris Jr. return? But is he is he an outside is he a opposite corner guy at this no, stage of his K, career? Is K-1, he a, K1 Williams is a better nickel guy. But yeah, better nickel guy, but is Harris can Harris play just no, corner? No. no. All right, so don't don't try. So really it's kind of slim. If yeah. you're just looking for a clear cut starter cornerback in right. free agency. Yeah, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a lot of Peterson isn't at that level? Oh yeah, Peterson can still Peterson can still play. There ain't no question. Peterson's is still a good player, and he'd be very familiar with uh with Vance. Last year and last year, man, Peterson played at a Pro Bowl type of level last year. Even though they switched kind of defensively, what he was doing, he was still a really good player. That's what's going on at DenverSports.com, the DenverSports.com front page. Bring that to you each and every morning at eight o'clock, highlighting some of the best stuff. On the page right now, but it's constantly being added to always good, fresh content throughout the course of the day, every day, and always free to you. It's an Is It Just Me Friday, giving you a chance to get those hot sports takes off your chest. I want to circle back to what we were talking about with the uh, abs and and motivation. Look, there's a reason why in professional sports very few teams repeat. And injuries are certainly a big reason why. But I would put right up there one or one A, you just don't have the same kind of motivation and hunger mm-hmm. that you had in your championship season, which makes what you guys accomplished even more interesting because you guys won back-to-back Super Bowls. Not only that, you were more dominant in your second year, more locked in right. in your second year than you were your first year. How the heck did you guys do that? Well, I think one, I was talking, I was with Mike a week ago or so. I did that event and uh, with, uh, with a young president's organization. And Mike was talking about how during the course of that season, I think we had three guys miss games to injury. Like we, you know, they have all that, like how many man hours or man games do you miss or whatever. We had like three games miss or Three or four guys miss games, and it's a handful of games. So, one we were healthy. Um, so that was a big that's a, a big part of it. And then two, um, our like we were so butthurt about losing that game to Jacksonville in '96 that that was still a major motivating factor through. That back to back, the the second year of that back to back championship game. Um, honestly, you talk to anybody that played on those teams, anybody, literally anybody that was on all those, all three of those teams, ninety six, ninety seven, and ninety eight. Every one of them would tell you that we missed our shot at being a three time world champion, back to back to back. And it, we looked at that that year. We were remember we were thirteen and three in the mm-hmm. number one seed. We had mm-hmm. a bunch of injuries late, sat a bunch of guys late, had a bunch of you know a bunch of guys go through different things late, um, and and you know we just we just played poorly and you know if push comes to shove we played poorly and we had a poor game plan. We got away from what we do against the Jacksonville. There's no question, like, dude, 
We wax New England. Oh, yeah. We wax oh, yeah. the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we go to the Super Bowl and play Green Bay. See, I, I disagree with you. I don't think you guys ever were going to win three in a row. Because that loss to Jacksonville, that loss was so impactful. Sure, yeah. Such okay, a motivating nice. force that it allowed you to win the two in a row. But if you had beaten Jacksonville, gone on, beat New England, went to the Super Bowl, beat Green Bay, even if you had lost to Green Bay, I have no doubt you come back the next year and win win the Super Bowl. But I don't know if you'd have been able to extend Man, it for three years. I don't I don't know, but it like that was that was the motivating factor behind it is that that game that game was far more motivating for us as a group than winning the Super Bowl against Green Bay. Yeah. That to me was like, well, we should have won back to back. That that should have been our back to back. And then of course for us we're looking at like our team in ninety eight was way better than mm-hmm. the first the those two teams that went thirteen and three and twelve and four. So, but still, you're saying the motivation was as high or even higher in your second Super Bowl year than maybe even your first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's rare. Yeah. That's really, really rare, and and that's why going back to back is is so difficult, and that's why when you look at the Avalanche right now, it's not unexpected. It's not unusual. Mm-hmm. The question is, is it simply just a regular season thing? Because if it's simply a regular season game, uh, uh, issue that they're dealing with right now, hey, man, we, we were locked in last year. We had a short off season. We jumped back into a long 80. The NHL regular season is just endless. Yeah. And so is, is what we're seeing right now is a team that is just bored with the regular season. If that's the case then they'll be fine. If they're just simply bored and it's all about the playoffs, then they'll be ready to go and nights mm-hmm. like last night won't matter. They'll be a distant memory. But, or is it something that is endemic of just what this team is right now and they'll still be the same way in the playoffs? Unable to summon the same kind of hunger, intensity, and motivation that they had a year ago. If that's the case, then yes, what you're watching right mm-hmm. now is a serious, fatal red flag. I'm not ready to go there yet. Just not. This team earned too much of my respect for me to, to doubt them and to think that they're incapable of ratcheting it up come playoff time. The the problem, the, the fatal flaw to your theory, though, is you don't have some of the ratchet guys. You're like, you're trying to, you're trying to ratchet it up and you don't have the actual, you have the socket, but you don't have the wrench. You're saying Gabe is the ratchet guy? Gabe. Manson, yeah, but you still have you still have. Then, then I, what I, you're doing then there is in the, in the process of praising Gabe Manson Naz. Mm-hmm. You're also insulting McKinnon McCarr. No, no, yeah, you I, are no, because now no, you're, because why because why, why are they dependent on those guys to bring the ratchet? Why, why can't they be the ratchet? Why 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 did Von Miller? Why did Von Miller never become a ratchet? When he leaned on DeMarcus, why did nobody in the offense ever become a ratchet when they were leaning so much on Peyton Manning all those years? Well, yeah, and that was, and that was something. They didn't, because they, they didn't have to. And those guys are gone, and you don't know how to because those guys are the guys that have done it. Ooh. 
Oh, that sounds like an insult to me. It sounds like you're insulting McKinnon and McCarr and I'm just Branton in and all these guys that were here. Uh, you're, that they're simply that, has they, not, that they can't they, they that wind up toys that only can do Gabe Landis bidding. If it hasn't been. If it hasn't been what they've been required to do, and it hasn't been in their wheelhouse, you just all of a sudden take over that? I, I just don't think it's as easy as that. Hmm. Okay, we'll uh, get some reaction to that. It's an Is It Just Me Friday next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress. Relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why is just that you're so... You're so... Big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big is big. Big is huge. A couple of uh, prominent NFL names that could be had, either in free agency or via a trade. Adam Thielen, released by the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. He doesn't do anything for you? No, I mean, Adam's a good dude and he's a good player. He did fall off a lot this year. Although, did he fall off or was it just Jefferson was just so freaking amazing that... Yeah, Jefferson's just a guy you're... Why? You get it to him whenever you can get it. As many ways as we can design to get him the ball, get him the ball. So you're not necessarily... Saying Thielen's done. No, no, he's still I think be a productive player. I think Thielen can still be a productive player. I just don't think he's he's not a number one, but he can come on and and yeah, he can be a very productive player. Uh, also, Darius Big Play Slay has been given permission by the Eagles to go out and work out a trade if possible. I think that would exclude the Broncos, right? Big Play Slay can play. He makes plays, man. He's a he can make play, and he's he's a good cover guy, even. At this age, I mean, he's over 10 years in the league, but he's still a very productive player. But with that said, you don't really have any, you just don't have a lot of trade capital to get big play slay. So what are we looking at here on Monday when the open tampering window begins? What What is Sean Payton's offseason plan for free agency in the draft? Let's start with free agency. What, what, what's his plan? Well, I think, I think, his plan is one, you're going to have to support Russell Wilson. So, what are you going to have to do? You get, you got to go about rebuilding your offensive line. One thing about Sean, Sean has always invested. He, Sean knows. He comes from Bill Parcells, man. He knows. Inside out. You cannot, if you don't dominate a line of scrimmage, I don't care. I don't care who you receive. I really don't. They're so overvalued. We make such a big deal. Fantasy is just fantasy and reality are completely different. Fantasy football has just made the general fan go absolutely crazy on what is important, what isn't. Sean knows, man. You don't dominate. So you're saying life. fantasy football has caused football fans to not know football. Oh, to yeah. not know real football. Oh yeah. I mean, it, like the the value, the importance. Like, look at KC. Go ahead, Tyreek. See ya. 
We ain't going to spend that much on a wide receiver. Yeah, you can run. I mean, you, you talk to guys. Now, you can't cover him. I get it. I mean, what, what is, like, what is that guy? He runs two routes, essentially. He runs overs. He runs goes. <laughs> That's what Tyreek does. And he's pretty damn good at it. Don't get me wrong. And he's a dynamic player. But is he the difference between winning championships and not winning championships? No. Sean knows that you, if you don't have, if you can't dominate a line of scrimmage in the National Football League, you don't win championships. So, and I think I don't want to misrepresent it. You said without hesitation, if you're going to address the offensive line, you do it in free agency, not the draft. Right tackle. Well, I think you've got to, I think you've got to, you got to try to swing big. I think one of the free agent tackles. I think you, well, again, my perspective, I, I don't want to go, I don't want to make one of the free agent offensive tackles a highest paid tackle in football. I think there are some guys in there that you would look at and say, you know, is this guy a really good player that we could, could, you know, that could solidify that position? So do you have to go get Orlando Brown as the, as the most, you know, the, the most expensive tackle on the market. Or can you get a McGlinchey? Can you go out and get a Andre Dillon? Okay, I'm going to give you some names. Okay. And you tell me at what point the list drops off. So let's find out how deep the pool is that okay. you, you'll go after, okay? Perfect scenario, you'd love Orlando Brown from Kansas City, right? Yeah, but it, not at no, not no, 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 $17 million. Don't, don't even worry okay. about the I just want All to find right. out at what point does the, the line get crossed where you're like, eh, mm-hmm. even for the right money, I'm not interested. Now right. we're talking about Menelik Watson. Okay, Orlando Brown, yes. Mike McGlinchey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Juwan Taylor, Jacksonville. I'd like to look at more film with Juwan. I only did one game, but yeah, I think he's still like 25 years old. I think his fo- best football still ahead of him. Caleb McGre- uh, McGarry, Atlanta. I like him from a run blocking standpoint. He's a little challenge. Like you got to run the right offense. You got it. Like he's not a dude that you can get into spread and go. Okay, now, like if you if you're telling me that we're gonna spread three wides and we're never gonna have a tight end in line and we're gonna like he'll get he'll get crushed. He's got to be in the right system. If he's in the right system, he can play. Isaiah Wynn from New England. Former first round pick, been hurt a bunch. Yeah, I've been hurt a bunch. He would be he'd be a question mark for me. Yeah, I think then you're starting to get into Yeah. Kelvin Beecham, Arizona. He's he's an older guy, he's like thirty three years old. He's a decent player. Jermaine Elamuna? Oh, the kid from, from the Oakland, yeah. Or the Vegas, I guess. Uh I haven't I've I've seen him play obviously I did one Raider game. But there was nothing that jumped off the screen for me with him. I don't, I would have to, I don't know him well enough. There's a guy, Andre Dillard, that was a first rounder um, back in the day. I think out of uh, Washington State, I believe, that has been a backup in Philly for the last four years. Who every time he plays, uh, he plays pretty well. And he's played guard and tackle. I think he's played right tackle, guard, right guard, left guard, and left tackle. So he may be a guy that you would look at and say, hey, could this guy become kind of – and you know he's been coached really well because Jeff Stoutland in Philly has coached him. So then literally we're into the group that includes Cam Fleming. So there you go. There's your, You're talking about a drop-off. Yeah, so you're Cam talk- Fleming is, is your answer, then you need to change So, the Mark, question. you're really only looking through free agency at a pool of about maybe, maybe 
four guys. Four to five. Yeah, I would probably say six. Six guys. That you all would feel, that you'd feel confident about signing to be the right tackle and solve your right tackle issues that have been plaguing this team mm-hmm. since Orlando Franklin was yeah. our right tackle. Yeah. You'd feel, okay. Well, that's not a bad... I thought the pool yeah. might be a little shallower than that, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are, there are a couple of guys that are getting paid big money. And, you know, you hit free agency, you're looking for big money. But a couple of the young guys haven't kind of busted on the scene as a top, you know, call it a top 10-tier tackle. Like, maybe you can get one of those guys for, like I said, the Dillard kid. You know, maybe a, a Jawan Taylor out of Jacksonville. Um, but you'd rather they try to do it through free agency than the draft. I, I think they need to address it in the draft as well. But I'd rather them get a guy right now to be the starter for the next four So are you years. saying when free agency opens on Monday, the Broncos' number one position of need to target is right tackle? Yes. Yes! And I'd like to see them target guard, too. Yes! Anything else even close to the offensive line that you'd like to see him target? No, because I you can go out to me. You like they need a running back. Well, you can go out and find a guy in the third round. You can find or later in free yeah. agency. Yeah, or later Isaiah in free Pacheco. agency. Yeah, yeah. Your guys. I'm talking about your guys going to be out there. Yeah. I'm talking about first day. Right. Yeah. No. No. Who's no. my guy? Your guy. Who's my guy? Melvin Gordon. <laughs> He'll be available. Plus, he got Super Bowl in now. He does have a Super Bowl. You know he'll lose it. I saw him taking pictures with the Super Bowl trophy. You know he'll lose it. He'll lose it. As soon as he gets it. Yeah. He'll be walking along the street. And just slide down with his finger with his greasy fingers. Somebody's going to be, somebody's going to have a Gordon Super Bowl ring. It'll (laughs) only take a, it will take less than two days before he loses that thing. (laughs) You don't think he'll he'll wear it? He'll wear it twice. It'll be gone. He won't wear it. He won't wear it high and tight. No, absolutely not. No, not at all? No, that thing will just slide right off. (laughs) Hey, that's Melvin Gordon, Super Bowl champion. Mm Mm-hmm. Give him his respect. I'm just going to hire somebody to tail him, follow him around until that ring drops off his finger so we can pick it up. Coming up, the uh, best of the is it just me. Four world championship They will have four. Boy, imagine the uh, different things you can do in your Jets video. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all coming up next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Is it just me or does our uh, very own Richie Carney have a tool complex? Or tool fetish? Why is that? Well, so we were talking about how with the Avs right now, that they're they're missing a guy like Gabe, who's mm-hmm. the ratchet to their... How did you put it? He's the, the ratchet, ratchet to, to their, their... Their sockets. Right. Yeah. You got, I mean, you can have a whole a wonderful set of sockets, put them on top of the nut there. If you don't have the ratchet, you can't loosen the nut or tighten the nut. They need a, a couple of ratchets to tighten the nuts up. <laughs> tighten your nuts, Avs. Tighten your so nuts. So here's Richie's response. Like I said, this guy clearly likes tools. He says, you can't build something complex like a championship hockey team without a full toolbox. So saying one particular player is a specific tool isn't an insult because you need them all. At times you'll need the adjustable wrench like Gabe. Other times you need the exacto knife like Nate or a hammer like Makar. Use tools for specific purposes. You don't try to put a nail in the wall with a screwdriver. It's 
Good point. That is deep right there. Yeah. More you know. Right there. Right. Yeah, but it's... But that... I, here's the problem with that analogy and with your analogy. Is you're saying that only Gabe Landeskog can be a ratchet. You don't think that Nathan McKinnon can be a socket and then a ratchet if needed? I'm just saying, as of right now, that's not the role that he's been. Hey, if he was voted to be the ratchet, then he'd be the ratchet. He'd be the captain. He wasn't voted to be the captain. Landy was voted to be the captain. So you're saying there's only one guy on this hockey team that's capable of being a captain? There's no, like, are you telling me that Kale McCarr, if, if all of a sudden Gabe yeah. Landeskog decided, you know, I'm done, I'm going back to Sweden, and, and the Az were on the lookout for another captain, you don't think there's anybody worthy of wearing the C in that, that room right now? Well, I think there's probably a lot of people. Well, that there are, are more ratchet guys in there than just one. But they're not, they haven't been asked to be the ratchet guy. And some guys are. mean they can't, well, okay. Some, but does that mean they can't do it? That's no, the only but thing that I'm, means they're waiting for it. Okay, because, well then what? But now Gabe's not here, so step up and become a ratchet. Right. Well, again, that's what we thought was going to happen with Vaughn. Did he ever step up? Did he ever step up? No. No, he didn't. He was given a chance to be a ratchet. Did anybody else ever step up on the offensive side of the football? No, and that's what was so disappointing about the aftermath of the 2015 Super Bowl season is that all those guys that sat there and watched firsthand the impact that Peyton Manning and Demarcus Ware made did not take the baton of leadership and run with it. That was very I'll, disappointing I'll never, and surprising. I'll never forget in 2016 when we were at training camp and the defense was just throttling the offense. Every practice, they couldn't get anything done. And you remember you remember it as well as I do. It was I think it was TJ Ward that hit Emmanuel Sanders just I mean in a practice and just laid him out, you know, like a uh, it's like a seam, you know, down the middle of the field. He was in slot. He went ass over tea kettle. He did go ass over tea kettle. And no, everybody on the offense just walked back to the huddle. And I was like, oh gosh, this is not good. And we're we're on air, and I yeah. told you tomorrow. I guarantee you, the most innocuous thing is going to happen, and there will be a fight. Because why? Because they're going to go into film, <clears throat> and the offensive coaches and Gary Kubiak and Brian Periani and Rick Dennis and whoever else is going to just lay into this offense. Let our guys get hit like that. You guys don't do anything. Sure enough, there was a little hit. I mean, it was a love tap on the sideline. It was a melee. Remember? Yeah, I do. The next day. Yep. Melee. And it wasn't that big of a deal either. It was a, it was a yeah. tiny little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. But they, it was one of those things. They got challenged that way. Again, if you're sitting around waiting for somebody else to do it or you're waiting for the captain to come back, like, what if he doesn't come back? Somebody needs to take that baton and, you know, go fisticuffs on somebody. Okay, fine. But you know what? They didn't have Gabe for the final part of the regular season last year. Mm-hmm. Lost six out of their last seven. They got him back for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We all know what happened. If Gabe does not come back, then and this is a team that goes out and just rolls over in the playoffs and goes out meekly in the mm-hmm. first or second round without Gabe, then I am then weak, weak, and absolutely. 
blast away at the idea that, wow, shame on the other guys for not for not stepping up. Taking up those roles. Fine. But It'd be like welcome back, Carter. Okay, that's it's an old reference. Yeah, the seventies. Yeah. What about him? Welcome back. Oh, that's for Gabe. Oxy. But you know, his name was Gabe Kaplan too, so it's two Gabes. He was two Gabes. Right, so we're trying to get Gabe Landeskog back. And we'll welcome him back, just you know, like we when did I was, Gabe Kaplan. When, I, when, I'm watching, when I'm watching the Super Bowl ads and I see John Travolta bald. Yeah. Bald as a cue ball. Yeah. Singing his song, I'm thinking, man, what happened to those lush locks that he had as Vinnie Barbarino? Oh. That hair was next level. That's right. I was thinking about him in Greece. Greece was great. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I got cheese. Uh, remember we were talking about the idea that uh, the same... I'm sweating like a pig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't make sense because yeah. pigs don't sweat. Yeah, that's what they roll in the mud. Well, no. My good buddy Matt, expert dart player, by the way, he still wants his uh, showdown with expert you. Expert dart player. Okay, whatever. He said, "I grew up working in the uh, hog barn in mm-hmm. Wyoming. Trust yeah. me, pigs sweat." I know they roll in the mud, cool themselves down. That's why they have to live in a sty. Now bacon can give you the sweats. If you eat enough bacon, you get bacon sweats. I love bacon sweats. <laughs> oh, man. It's the best kind. Can you imagine if you made sweats out of bacon? <laughs> <laughs> you just warm like on a plane. They're all comfortable. But you knew at some point you're going to be naked because you're going to eat all the bacon <laughs> off the body. <laughs> what is he wearing? Bacon sweats. Well, it took a little, took about an hour longer than usual, but we got to that point on a Friday. We got there. We got there. Bacon sweats. Right at the end, he goes on to say, you'll never say that about a pig after the first time you smack them on the back to move them along and pull back a soaking wet hand that smells like feet. Because that's the thing. You'd think a pig, Mm -hmm. sweating pig, would smell like what? Bacon. Bacon. Apparently not. You'd think it would smell like bacon, but that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, bud. Yeah, I, I finished on a bud. I, yeah, I just, that's you know, actually I, good. Yeah, that's actually yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. You'd like think you a think. sweating pig would taste like, smell like bacon, but that's not the case. It's not the case. No. Tonight it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget, turn your clocks forward uh, tomorrow night. I hate that. What? 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 I love it. That then that that first day, it's it's lighter, longer. Oh no, no, I love that part. I just love having. I I just don't like having to turn the clocks back. Right, but we're not that doing part. that or turn them forward. I just don't like no, having don't to like mess turn. with the clock. Oh, I want to set like, it. Oh, you just want to set. I want to set. I want to be like Ronco. Set it and forget it. Okay. Players Club coming up next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits.